0: Welcome to Two Hours No Traffic, your place for New York and Philadelphia sports news. I am your host, Spen Harris, joined as always by my buddy, Brandon.
1: Brandon, what are you going by these days? Uh, I've been keeping Philly Brandon on here, especially given the the regional nature of the podcast now.
0: All right, so he's still Philly Brandon. Uh, I don't have a cool nickname like that. I'm energized today, man. I've had a hell of a, a week and a half in regards to sports. And then on top of that, I just, I made a great Harmon's run. You know, as you get older, it's the little things in life that that you really appreciate. And going to Harmon's, which is like, do you have Harmon's uh, near you in, in Pennsylvania?
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Okay, so it's not a pharmacy. But it's got like all the essentials that you need and really good deals on like soaps, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, all that shit. Um, It's a relatively smaller store. It doesn't have the pharmacy part. It doesn't have really uh, any of that. But it has like basic medicine, over-the-counter shit like that. Um, And going there can be a pain in the ass. Uh, I'm going on a a week vacation to the beach on Saturday, so I needed to kind of get some travel items. But luckily, we were like in and out in 20 minutes Although the woman in front of us, and this is what people do there, spent 20 minutes talking to the cashier trying to like get back five dollars.
1: I'm just wondering, like, you don't you don't have like Target or anything up there? Like, why was why was the, the drugstore your go to for beach essentials?
0: Because it's a lot. It's not really a drugstore. It's just smaller. Like it, it's it's more convenient, um, and they're cool stores, man. Everyone up here goes to Harmons. Like, trust me.
1: It's take, just, take my so word many, for it. there's so many things that like people from north jersey and new york you pull the old like ah oh, dude it's it's a new yorker thing you're not going to get it the, but the 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 harmons the drugstore one is not one that i really buy into you're,
0: you're you're nothing. buying right now you you think we're just we're just idiots and we all just picked up on this trend a while ago yes. and
1: i think one new yorker did it and they're like ah yeah new york thing i'm walking here <laughs>
0: that's that's a top 5 thing you've ever said on this podcast that that was very good um all right speaking that was great i want to hear more of that by the way anytime you want to whip that out you have my permission speaking of new york uh maybe the most new york team in in the state of new york has been starting to play some decent baseball lately the the bronx bombers are now eight and two in their last 10 they're coming off a sweep of the red sox they're 69-52. They're and five and a half games <laughs> nice. back of the Rays. 69, nice. So are the Red Sox. The, six, the Red Sox is 69-54. and 54. But the Yankees right now have the, the one of the wild card tiebreakers, I think, against the Sox. Um, and it all started, really, with the moves that Cashman made to acquire Gallo and, and Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo has been, oddly enough, like the heart and soul of the team after playing with them for less than a month.
1: Well, Anthony Rizzo is like, he's the glue guy. Like, I mean, I'm sure everybody follows, uh, I think it's like Friday Beers. It's like one of my favorite accounts ever. He is like the epitome of the glue guy. Um, and it does help when you add two of the most consistent hitters we've seen in the MLB this year. That is going to make a difference.
0: Yeah, and, and it's weird because like one or two changes a team can make in baseball can, can positively affect everybody. So Andrew Heaney is a guy going into last night, going into last night's game, Everybody was like, uh, Andrew Heaney, probably going to lose this one, just won a doubleheader against the Sox the day before. Heaney pitched and delivered, I think it was seven innings of, like, two-hit baseball. He, he pitched great last night. I was actually at the game, humble brag. I got invited by a friend of mine who has season tickets. And- it is far
1: from a humble brag when you called out your other podcast host who was just at home. Like, oh, dude, I'm at the game. Where are you right now? On my couch. Like, that's why I probably didn't post anything because it is just honestly depressing what my life has become post-grad. You'll get there, man. You'll, you'll, you'll get to the point where you can, you can
0: appreciate um, nights like yesterday where your team, you know, four runs in the second, seven hits in the game. Anthony Rizzo, two RBIs. Andrew Velasquez coming in out of nowhere at shortstop. Gets two RBIs yesterday. Gardner with another ribby. And then, as I mentioned, seven innings of two-hit baseball for Andrew Heaney. One earned run. The only concerning thing, and I'll say this, I don't know if you are watching the game, but the Yankees put in Chapman to close it out. He lets up two hits. He lets up a home run, walks a guy, and gets taken out with, I think, one out to go in the ninth. So, Or maybe two outs. So he, I think he only got – he struck somebody out, and then that was it for him. Uh, Lucas Lutage. I'm definitely mispronouncing that guy's last name. Maybe it's Lutke. Uh, he came in to, to get the save. But – just uh, they, they got momentum, man, this team has momentum uh very the stadium was alive yesterday, I went to Billy's before the game and the dugout, so i was I was drinking some beers yesterday, and uh people people in New York are starting to you know pay attention to the Yankees again because they're hot.
1: I want to go back to something that we just briefly touched on um because Heralddo Chapman was like one of a kind for the longest time, like nobody yes. was touching a hundred, couldn't even get near the guy, but now like every team has a guy who's up and around that that area. So, I mean, is Chapman's like, it, you know, is he just kind of not, not that unique anymore? Like everybody has an Araldis Chapman to a degree.
0: He's 33 years old. He's not throwing a hundred anymore. He's throwing like 95, 96. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you can get that back. I, I mean, I'm, no I don't know. I- I'm not sold on him. And then you have this other issue where, you know, Zach Britton went to uh, Aaron Boone a week or two ago and he's like, yeah, don't put me in closed situations because I'm not pitching well enough to be the closer right now. So you and have a guy you who want doesn't, to hear. Yeah, you have a guy who doesn't want to be the closer. You have a guy who actually can't be the closer because he doesn't have his stuff. So if you're Aaron Boone, I mean, you got to figure this out come come post season. Um but the hitting's been there, the starting pitching's been there, good for the Yankees. Uh anything else before we move on to to that other team in New York?
1: The other one, uh oh, the Mets. I mean, I guess on the Mets side of things like the whole the whole East just sucks. And the NFC East sucks. The NLE sucks. Everything about that Mid Atlantic tri state area is just brutal to watch outside of basketball.
0: So, you know just just to give you guys a little recap, the Mets are sixty and sixty. They are four and six in their last ten games. They're not playing great baseball right now. And this just happened, I guess, uh, a few hours ago earlier today the likelihood of Jacob DeGrom being shut down for the remainder of the season has never been higher. So this isn't breaking news. This is just a guy, Joe Pantorno, tweeting. Uh, it's a decision that will only continue to make sense should the teams drop down the standings continue. Um, and so you have your best pitcher who's pretty much hasn't pitched all year, not going to pitch. And then you have your owner, who I don't know if you've seen Steve Cohen's Twitter lately. He, it has he been harassed them hilarious dude very funny what what was his tweet uh it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive the best teams have a more disciplined approach the slugging and ops
1: numbers don't lie yeah and look we're all frustrated with our teams like i i mean i get it but few owners put their foot in their mouth more often than cohen with the mets
0: yeah, you're not wrong. I'm trying to think of like other boisterous owners and like Cuban Cuban has has, you know, gotten to that line in the past, but I don't think Cuban's ever been harshly critical of the guys on the court. Um, I look at Steve Bomber. Steve Bomber's not like that. If anything, he's just too much of a cheerleader. He's too positive all yeah. the time. Um and I don't know. I, I don't know another owner that's that like just like, yo, my guy sucked, and I'm gonna let everybody on Twitter know that my guy sucked.
1: Um, and that's the thing, like, yeah, it doesn't help for one. But then, like, when you mention Cuban as like the other like loud owner, say what you will about Mark Cuban. I mean, he, he's a really good owner in that when he speaks, he seems to know what he's talking about. He's a diehard Mavs fan in the best and worst ways. Unlike Bomber, where he's just a cheerleader. Um, I'm actually a big Mark Cuban fan in the way that he you know carries himself on the team. He's in the spotlight, but never takes away from Luka and the guys, really. He's brilliant. Things I cannot say about Steve Cohen. You know, Steve Ballmer is a pretty smart guy. He's just he just wants to be included. He wants to be one of the guys.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Um it's just crazy, man, because like, you know, I I pay a little bit of attention to the Barstool guys. Uh just I, I follow them on Twitter and you familiar with Frank, the tank, Frank.
1: Fleming. Yes. Well, recently. So, yeah. He got big during the pandemic, literally and so, figuratively.
0: So, so they do a lot of these like watch parties where it's him. It's KFC Barstool is one of the main guys um, and a few other Mets fans and KFC will get mad at Frank. So when the Mets were playing good, you know, there were obviously yeah. there were always close games with the Mets. Frank would be like, ah, oh, they're going to lose. Ah, oh, they stink. And KFC would yell at him and he'd be like, Frank, you're so fucking negative, Why why can't you talk positively about their playing well right now? Frank was right. Lo and behold, the Mets have come back, crashing back down to earth. DeGrom, who was unhittable for like a few weeks in the beginning of the season, hasn't seen the field, and they're just falling apart. They can't hit. They just look like – you know, Brandon, there's a famous saying, some things never change.
1: The Mets are going to Met. The same old Mets. The Mets are going to be the Mets. The Cowboys are going to be the Cowboys. Taxes are going to be due. People are going to die. It's, it is like the guarantees of life are those four things. Um, we don't talk about Barstool too often on this show, but I'm sure you're on TikTok at all. Like if you venture into that realm. Oh, I do. Okay. So um, I've been watching one of the Barstool podcasts. Um, they had Abella Danger on, who is one of the finest actresses in cinema.
0: Yeah, she's a porno um, actress. Yeah, yes, yeah, indeed. I'm familiar.
1: Yes. Well, she's going back to college. At, yeah, she's going to get her master's degree in international studies in person. In person. She's not doing like Phoenix EDU. Like she'll be in the classroom with no less than a couple hundred 18-year-olds who have all certainly seen her collection. If you're in that room, if, you're, if you walk the freshman orientation and she's in the room, like what, what, what's the vibe like in there? What, what, what's it like? What are you thinking?
0: I probably pretend I don't know any of her work, and I just treat her like anybody else. 'Cause it's different, right? It's not it's it's not like an actress. Yeah. I mean, she's an actress, but, but I don't know. I, I it's like <laughs> such a weird thing to like bring up, like, hey, you're that chick in all those porno flicks. No, like you would mm-hmm. just be friendly with her. It depends. If you're trying to get with her, maybe you incorporate that. I don't know. If you're just trying to be like a friendly bystander, I don't think you bring it up.
1: <laughs> the guy if there is I'm pretty sure she either has a boyfriend or is married, but the you know, the frat guy or whoever, it does manage to pull that off. You get a, a statue on campus. Instantly. And,
0: and not, not that you have to get with her. I don't think like that's no. like whatever, but I'm sure there are going to be men who see her and they're like, well, I view her this way. That's the perspective they have of her I, you know, it's a woman. She's, she obviously, I know that she engages in, in sexual <laughs> encounters with men. Uh, there you go.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, just the balls to go back in person. Like, it'd be so easy to do it online. Like, all the athletes that do it in, like, the summer classes and night classes. But she is just going full force in freshman orientation, freshman classes. She was smart, however, though. She is taking all of her classes with male professors.
0: On a related note, and that is very funny. On a related note, did you see
1: this OnlyFans news? Yeah, they're blocking porn from OnlyFans. So OnlyFans is going to collapse entirely because no one else uses it for anything else. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I saw that. I, I guess, like, what are they going to do now? Are they going to try to get into sports? Like, I, I It's going to be
1: schmucks like me and you, like, charging people 34 cents to watch this podcast.
0: Should Should we start an OnlyFans now that they, <laughs> we don't have to do sex
1: stuff on it? We just start a podcast, OnlyFans? That'd be great. That's not a bad idea. It's just you and I doing, like, fireman's calendars for, like, the podcast. Oh, my God.
0: I uh, I want to stick with this baseball narrative. We're about to get into your Philadelphia Phillies, but before we do, this podcast is brought to you by alcohol.
1: Alcohol. Oh, I got
0: so hyped for a hot second. You locked down a sponsor and didn't tell me. No, no. I mean, well, I did. Alcohol is our sponsor. We drink it all the time when we're feeling down, when we're feeling up, when we're with people we love, when we're with people we hate. Alcohol. I'm drinking whiskey tonight, Brandon. What are you drinking? Uh, a little whiskey and some Arnold Palmer half and half. There you go. So shout out alcohol for getting us through all our woes
1: with our sports team and in life general. Generally. We've done this drinking on the show a couple times now. and My drink is always to the left of my screen. And there is a reason that my cheers always looks absolutely strange because I keep forgetting I'm doing like I'm, I'm cheersing you right now. Not even yeah. in frame. I got yeah, to crawl. You
0: got to be in frame. Yeah,
1: right? everything is inverted and I'll never learn.
0: I'm drinking Buffalo Trace right now. It's a delicious bourbon, like
1: phenomenal. Not one that I've heard of. I have. Oh. I think I have Jameson and Bullet in the house.
0: Buffalo Trace, Josh Allen's favorite whiskey.
1: You know, I feel like out in Wyoming, they probably know a pretty good whiskey. I know it's the Southern thing, but that's definitely a big whiskey place too. So. That's fair. So, was it? Was it called again? Buffalo. Uh, what? Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace if you're out there we would appreciate a sponsorship and maybe some merch.
0: otherwise we'll just we'll just keep getting sponsored by alcohol. Um, all right so you tweeted about the Phillies today. Uh, you said and I quote all I know is pain yep or, I'm sorry that's all, all Phillies fans know is pain. So this is coming off a loss to the Diamondbacks. They were swept by the 41 and 81 Diamondbacks. They went hitless in a span of 23 plate appearances against Madison Bumgardner, who hasn't been good in like 10 years. And they are now four games behind the division-leading Atlanta Braves, and they are very close to the woeful New York Mets. So, Brandon, talk to me about why your
1: Philadelphia Phillies cause you so much pain. Because this happens every year right around late August or September. Um, if you remember back to the Gabe Kapler days, the team was cooking first and uh we were first in the division. Uh September hit and they collapsed. So then we we're like, you know what, we need a we need a veteran coach. Go get me Girardi. They so bring Girardi in last year. Weird season. Oh I get that. Floating around you know, the, the edge of the wild card in August, we blow it. Miss the postseason. All right, you know what? Give me a full season with the guys. This year, we'll be fine. We got it. First place in August. History repeats itself. We lose the series to the Dodgers. Get swept by one of the worst teams in baseball. And we're going to miss the playoffs. And as much as I I love the guys in the in the clubhouse, I love the positivity. If anyone you know, if Harper or Reese Hoskins is famous for it, if anyone tries to tell me like, oh, you know, we're this close. They're like, look at the positives. I'm, I'm going to lose it. Like, we are far too talented of a team to be content with Well, we were really close. Who is at fault here? Um, we never have pitching in this town, which is absolutely killer. And then what I can't for the life of me figure out is, is the hit is bats. This team has not been a consistently good hitting team since 2012. And it, I don't know if it's the hitting coaches. We've gone through a bunch of them. I don't know if it's the guys we're bringing in. I don't know if there's a lack of accountability. Um, but for whatever the reason, when, the season wraps up. When you need when you need these guys the most, our bats just disappear. So someone's got to figure it out. Um, I think it's just taking years off of Girardi's leash at manager. Not that it's his fault solely, but he was brought in to fix it, and the same thing's happening. You know
0: who could help these guys? Bring in the cast of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Have yeah. Charlie Day, Rob McElhenney, Glenn Howerton, um, Caitlin Olson, Have all of them. Danny DeVito give a pep talk to these guys. All right. When you include, you know, um, important people outside of the sport, but inside your, your environment, like in always sunny, like the Knicks do with Spike Lee. um, Like, like the Nets have been known to do with a ton of different celebrities. It helps. And I I don't know. I feel like when, when a team is not performing like the way the Phillies are, I feel like part of that is you got to loosen up a little bit. So if I had any advice for, for the general manager of the Phillies, the coach of the Phillies, go get, go get the guys from Always Sunny and have them just talk to the team. I feel Who, like by that,
1: the way, started yeah. filming their 15th season.
0: I saw that. I saw that. Very excited. One of our favorite shows. We, can collect, we don't watch a lot of the same shows, but collectively we can agree that Always Sunny in Philadelphia fucking rocks.
1: Yeah, and the fact that Rob and the boys are bringing it back is awesome. I agree. They'd be great to have. Um, I'm not. Have you seen the episode where they try to beat Wade Boggs' drinking record? Yes. Yeah. So Charlie is like 70 beers deep and then hits a gapper down like the left field line in California, of all places. He's who I want as my hitting coach. If he can hit it, if he can hit a ball on the verge of death, he can get these guys going.
0: I also remember the famous uh, Ryan Howard, Chase Sutley episode.
1: Oh, yeah. At the SPCA benefit. Yep. 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 Where they pretended to be Mac and uh, Frank. Fucking bring those guys back, man. I mean, we They were just back when they did the Roy Halladay thing, um, the Roy Halladay um, honoring, which was awesome. It was the last happy moment I can remember you know, this season. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Do we want to talk basketball or football next? Uh, I think there's more news on the football side, at least for the Eagles. It's been a really encouraging camp. Um, Jalen Hurts, who started off really hard to watch. Um, he's figured it out recently, which has been great. Devonte Smith is the real deal um, from what I've heard. Jalen Rager has figured it out this year. I'm not sure if you saw that Odell Beckham-esque catch in the end zone. not. P- it was pretty popular on Twitter. I'll have to track it down again. Was well, like it Rieger? He's it I'll going. find it right now. Yeah, I'm not sure if I retweeted it or not. Hopefully I did. But Rieger it, and, catch.
0: Pulling it up yeah, right that was, now. I'm quick. Here we go. Oh! Pretty, ooh, yeah. Against the Pats in practice?
1: He's quick. Quick yeah, with the hands.
0: Nice I mean, we'll see if he can do it uh, during the game. That was, that was a nice play.
1: That's um, a whole other question. but Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I think Miles Stanton is going to be a weapon this year. Zach Gertz is going to be on the roster, shockingly enough. Okay. Um, he was kind of the Ben Simmons of the Eagles last year, so he'll be back against all odds. But I think in a bad division, which it is, and we'll get to your Giants later, I think they gave themselves a chance.
0: All right. I mean, we can get to my giants right now. Um, not a ton to report. This is a make or break season for Daniel Jones. Hasn't played in the preseason yet. I believe he will be playing in the upcoming game. Um, I would assume he plays in week two or three in the preseason. Let's see the giants preseason schedule the next game. They have the Browns on Sunday at 1 PM. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Anyone who knows my opinion on the New York Giants knows that I'm a pessimist based on the decisions the franchise has made since, I don't know, trading Odell Beckham Jr. away. Um, We'll see how Saquon is. I don't think Saquon's going to see any minutes in preseason, and I think that's Rightfully so. Rightfully so. You got a ton of receivers this year. You got Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard still on the roster. You drafted Kadarius Tony, I think his name is – and there's oh, you also have John Ross. Remember the speedster
1: from yeah, uh, yeah. So so they well, got
0: Cincinnati. Then what? Baltimore? I th- no, was he uh, was he Buffalo or no? Maybe it
1: was Buffalo. Kadarius
0: Tony. Uh, so he's he's actually sidelined for undisclosed reasons. Not sure what's going on with him. Remains a mystery, is is what I'm reading. But um, offensively. You got to improve. You weren't great last year. Jones has to play better. Your receivers have to make plays. It'll be nice to have Saquon back. Defensively, we'll see
1: how much better they got. Um, but you did have an O line last year, which was part of the problem. I mean, you went you out were, and spent a bunch of money on older guys, and they were absolutely dog shit.
0: We're having O line problems now. We recently had someone go down um, in that preseason game. They're going to have to pick somebody up.
1: Did they bring uh, Solder back?
0: I, I'm not sure. Because I remember um, he was a
1: gigantic disappointment last year.
0: Yeah, they're, they're going to need to take somebody. Uh, I think there's a player uh, on the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this article. doesn't say any names. But they're going to scout the Browns and, and see if there's a guy that they want to bring in from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that,
1: that's classically been a great strategy.
0: What, just, just scouting guys to see who you can put on the team?
1: Well, no, if they're not good enough for the Browns, they should really come in and start for your team. That's that's really been a great way to find diamonds in the rough. I don't like Joe Judge. I don't like Dave Gettleman.
0: I think they're going to fail. There's not much else to say about that. We, we can honestly move on. Um, Whatever is with the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson looked actually pretty good in that preseason game against the Giants.
1: I think um, he's actually going to be good this year. I really do. I think he, honest, he could possibly surpass Daniel Jones. For the best quarterback in New York, given that the bar is on the floor.
0: I think the fact that their defense was C.J. Mosley.
1: Not New York State, because Josh Allen does exist up there in Buffalo.
0: I think that with C.J. Mosley coming back for the Jets, I think that you're going to see a Jets defense closer to the Rex Ryan years than previous years. I think they're going to be a tough-nosed defense. I mean, they beat the shit out of uh, uh, Mike Glennon and and Clayton Thorson the other day in that preseason game, um, I literally left the stadium and the Giants had it scored. I think they scored a touchdown late, but it was bullshit. Uh, I think the Jets will be tough this year. Now, you have the Dolphins, you have the Pats, and what, who's the fourth team in that division? Dolphins, uh, Pats, Dolphins Bills, Pats, Bills, Pats Jets, Bills. So, so the Bills so. are probably the front runner. Um, I the think Spins the Jets are going to be good too. I think the Jets can be the second or third team, but uh, third best team in the division. I don't have a ton of faith in, in, in the Pats and their quarterback situation. Um, I don't believe in Tua Tug Vailoa in Miami. I think that the Jets can really surprise people this year. I don't I think they'll go like eight and eight, nine and seven, but like
1: That's a, a victory if you're a Jets fan.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Jets fans have a reason to be excited.
1: They got I know they my got friends who are Jets fans are unbearable because they're finally they finally feel like they can believe in their team again and I was kind of enjoying them being silent in the on the sidelines but good things can't last forever
0: no you're absolutely right um we will finish the episode talking a little basketball i got some net stuff uh before i get to the net stuff do you have any uh 76ers updates
1: for me um b-ball paul had a fantastic uh, summer league i truly do think he could be the um by mid-season there's a chance he's the backup center that is my way too early Paul? Uh, paul reed Oh. Um, he was a second round pick last year, um, ended up being MVP of the G league. We brought him up. He's just a great energy guy, but he's, he's, I mean, he's talented too. He I think he had 27 and 20 in the Sixers last summer league game. Um, so he's going to be really good. I'm excited to see Isaiah Joe get more minutes. He's been a really good shooter. Um, since he got into the NBA, and in, and in college too, but I mean, he's the guy who can shoot 40% from three. Take some of the burden off of Furcon Korkmaz because um, he's really hot and cold. I like the off, I like the offseason so far. I think you still got to move Ben, but I'm not as worried about going out and getting free agents as letting these guys who had a year to develop, letting them get a bigger role. I think they're going to serve as free agents, quite honestly.
0: Okay, that's a fair assessment. Um, a few things with the Nets. Cam Thomas, I talked about him last week. He was the co-Summer League MVP with Davion Mitchell over there in Sacramento. Um, the fact that this guy fell to 27 is a, is a fucking mystery in itself. But he can hey, score. Hey, he got there. He can score. And y- you're going to add him to the big three. If you can figure out a way to get him in that second rotation where he either plays with, with a Kyrie or a Harden or a KD. Uh, they're, and Harden said this the other day. The Nets are fully healthy. No one's stopping them. And the only thing they have left to do is prove it. And you have to not only And prove bring it, the guys
1: back. They brought Kevin Durant back. but Yes. Well, the you other still ones are for still, this year. Yeah, yeah, but the other ones are still discussions. You'd like to have them locked up, or at least one of them. Right. But Kyrie and the jury are still very
0: much out. It, it's easy for a guy to say, if we're fully healthy, no one's going to beat us. You not only have to prove it when you're healthy, you have to actually stay healthy.
1: Which is so, hard to do. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it is. I'm looking for the Nets to, to figure it out this year. But the fact that they got Cam Thomas and and he just fucking made the summer league his bitch. Um, very excited to see him in the regular season. De'Ron Sharp was their other draft pick. The center, I think he's going to give them a motor off the bench in that second unit. Uh, but very pleased with Sean Marks' offseason. I've said that I think a thousand times in the past month. Um, and then we got some some KD news. So, for starters, Kevin Durant and his company, uh, 35 Ventures, I think it is. Yep. They have invested – in a marijuana company called Weed Maps. So, are you familiar? Before we get into, are you familiar with Weed Maps?
1: I'm not familiar with Weed Maps, but while we're talking about an investment company, he is also an investor in the Philadelphia Union.
0: Yes, which he was, he is. and he
1: was at the game uh, two nights ago,
0: which is pretty cool. Um, so, Weed Maps. I actually downloaded the app when I was in California because it's recreationally uh, legal there. Uh, it basically just shows you like where all the dispensaries are. It's it's like, yeah, like it's I'm like trying Google to Google Maps,
1: but for weed.
0: Yes, exactly. Correct. Uh, so he invested, he, he signed a partnership with them to promote benefits of cannabis to athletes. So follow up question for you, Brandon. Do we think that Kevin Durant smokes weed?
1: Yes. Yes. Like I, I have thought that I've assumed that for quite a while. That's kind of cool. I mean, I like that. Yeah. I mean, he of all people needs it. As great as he is on the court, you cannot deny that that man is high strong. I like that. Um, yeah. good, de- good,
0: in, good, investment for him because, yeah. And people, I had a question legal. about since you've yeah.
1: used this app before and yeah. like, so it's recreationally legal in California. Yes. So couldn't I just go onto Google maps and type in dispensary near me or it did not come up? It's a really good
0: question. Um, the difference is, so I'm on the app right now cause I never deleted it. Um, they, it's, it's almost like Yelp. They rank them. It shows you what's on the menu. So this specific um, medical dispensary in New Jersey has a, a blueberry hybrid for $55 per eighth. Jack Frost. I'll show you some, some pictures so you can see. This is how Weedwork works. Mm-hmm. And it tells you how late it's open. You can call. You can look at deals. It's very – you're right. You can go on Google Maps and do it, but it's not the same.
1: It's a little bit more in-depth, it looks like.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll compare it to this. Is it,
1: um, isn't weed legal in New Jersey now?
0: Yeah, but not, like, recreationally yet. Like, people can't just buy weed.
1: So, wait. So then how is it legal? Is it, like, you still have to get it sketchily, but then you can You need, can smoke you need a legally?
0: medicinal card to uh, legally okay. buy marijuana right now.
1: I but it should the be. the whole thing up. No, not yet.
0: Um, I'll compare it to this, the weed maps. So like, like, you're talking about Google mm. Maps. I have Grubhub, but there's an app called Slice yeah the pizza app i have it yes there you go so like obviously you can go on grubhub and order pizza but slice it gives back to the pizza places so that's kind of i like that
1: yeah they take a lot grubhub uber and them take like i think 30 percent or something from like the the places where slice Mm -hmm. is a lot more like shop friendly yeah which you know we support small business here at the um, two hours no traffic
0: um sticking with kevin durant
1: i watched his interview with uh draymond green did you watch that no, because I respect Kevin Durant on the court, but those are two men I cannot stand to listen to. So this. I
0: watched it. I, I, I listened to most of it. Um, very cool interview, actually. I, I will say because, it, you know, Kevin Durant doesn't feel comfortable with a ton of people. Obviously, Rich Kleinman's one of them. That that's his business guy. Um, but he really, it was interesting to see the dynamic with him and Draymond Green. They talked about where it went south. And um, basically what Kevin Durant said on the Golden State situation to Draymond's like, for my own sanity, tell me, you know, what your thought process was when we feuded. You know, was that the sole reason that you left Golden State? What happened? Whatever. Durant didn't answer the question directly. He wasn't he didn't say it was or it wasn't the sole reason he did say he didn't like how it was handled from all like from from Bob Myers and the team trying to make Draymond apologize immediately to the suspension. He goes, when, I, when, when KD was watching the last dance, he saw how after Scotty refused to go into the game, when Tony Kukoc hit the game winner, mm. they went back in the locker room. Immediately the team called Scotty out. KD kind of wishes it went down like that, where the team had a discussion, they sorted everything out, so in his, in his mind, he just didn't like the way it went down. And then Draymond talked about it um, from his perspective, how he just he would have rather just sat down with Kevin Durant and manned it out or, or, or hashed it out man to man. Instead, they basically made him give this fucking Fugazi apology. And you can't force a grown man to apologize to another grown man for a verbal disagreement. It's just fucking – it's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting – and, uh, I, I, that was really like the best part of the interview. If you check it out, it's on YouTube. Um, I, I think that it's called chips and then like, and the bloopers, you just hear KD being like, wow, that was a really good interview. I think that's one of the best interviews I've ever done. Uh, so they kept that
1: part of the video, but it mm-hmm. was, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's an interesting interview, but like the explanation that they both gave leaves a little bit to be desired for me personally, it does. because KD's saying, well, I wish it could have gone down this way. And that's just not how arguments work. You don't get to choose how the argument goes down. Like, you know, we, we both have, you know, significant others and like my girlfriend, and your fiance. We don't negotiate when we're going to have a fight. Shit just happens out of the blue. And then two, like Draymond saying, yeah, I would have rather just you and I talk privately. That also could have happened. But Draymond chose the screaming tirade on the bench instead. So,
0: I, I, yeah, I also think that in a way they both blame it on Kerr and Bob Myers and the way that they handled it. Um, could, could, and and they both, they both said, Katie's like, would I have handled things differently? Should I think we have handled things differently? Absolutely. But they kind of blame the the dynamic and the fact that, you know, Draymond gets the suspension right away. And then it just wasn't, it was almost doomed to fail after that.
1: Um, do you remember that, um, that year of golden state basketball, like vividly, it was almost an unhealthy, I know environment because they were so perfect and Kerr and Curry and Dre and Claymon were all the bestest of friends and Iguodala was like the uncle and nothing ever went wrong. So then the first time something went wrong, it was like, no, 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 no we're, we're perfect. Bro, it's under the rug. Draymond apologized. We can't have this image. When it's a very natural image to have. Like guys do fight, but Golden State held themselves this like golden standard, but nothing ever went wrong. No, I'm with you.
0: I'm with you. Um, Nothing really new on, on the New York Knicks. Uh, I've been paying attention to their summer league. They got some players. I mentioned Deuce McBride last week. He looks pretty good. Um, who is there? Oh, Quentin Grimes doesn't look bad. And then they had this center. I wanna, uh, I'm going to find out the guy because I want to give him props. Um, they drafted a center. His name is Jericho Sims. It was a 58th pick in the draft, 6'10", uh, 245, 22-year-old who played four years at Texas. He looks like he can get some play, especially yeah. with, with, with Mitchell Robinson. Probably, they're probably going to move on from him. Uh, Nerlens Noel and, and Taj Gibson are your placeholders, essentially, at center until you get a real future center. But I like this Jericho Sims kid, so watch out for him. He looked really good in summer league. And um, that's really all I have to say about the Knicks. Before we end the podcast, the one question I had, have you been watching Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys at all?
1: I have not. Um, I will okay. not watch anything Dallas Cowboys. Features. So I don't know if it's cause I fucking hate them,
0: but I, I always watch hard knocks no matter who the team is. They look really soft. Like even the opening music is just different. It's softer. The highlights, you know, I can't understand anything. Zeke says Zeke just has this like way about him where he just kind of like laughs and screams and makes these sounds. And I think people understand him. I'm not sure. Uh, Dak Prescott seems like a tough motherfucker. I've learned that from watching. I I like the way that that he's been presenting himself. Like basically, they've been holding him out of practices, and he's just been freaking out. He's been like, "Yo, like I want to throw."
1: Yeah, I I will. The furthest I will go in ever saying anything related to a a Cowboys fandom, I don't hate Dak Prescott. He's done nothing for me to hate him. Um, You say he's he's tough as nails. He's tough. um, you know, he's, he's a solid guy. He always wants to play. He's had a rough go of it. I have no personal beef with Dak Prescott. If he left the team, I might honestly be a fan of his, but I just can't. Um, Mike, Is it Micah Parsons or Mika Parsons? Micah. Animal. Straight yeah. up animal. Like, mm-hmm.
0: going to be a very good fucking linebacker in the NFL for years to come. Very good player. You can see it in the way he just carries himself in the show. Like, he makes a play. He's like, this is what I do. Like, like uh, this is literally what I do. And then the final thing I'll say, Mike McCarthy, meh, eh, <laughs> not, not crazy about his performance. You know, they show his pump-up speeches, and I don't know, just kind of looks like a, a dude yelling at people. By the way, did you see that Skip Bayless? Uh, I think it was Jenny Taft um, video from a week ago. Where no. He was, so – I think her I think her name is Jenny Taft. I want to just double check and make sure I'm giving credit to the right person. But like, yeah, it was. Skip was basically uh, talking about how he doesn't respect Mike McCarthy as a coach because Mike McCarthy's on the heavier side. And Jenny Taft was just like like, yo, like I don't think like I'm paraphrasing here. She's like, I don't think that's right. I had a coach in college who was on the heavier side. Being heavier doesn't make you a bad coach. And no. Skip was basically just trying to like he's like, yeah, Okay. Oh, and he was trying to silence her. And she stood, credit to Jenny Taft. It's a tough, tough thing to do on national TV. She mm-hmm. goes, I'm allowed to have an opinion on here. You like, I'm, I'm going to say how I feel. And she got it in before commercial. And it was nice. like, watch the clip. It was so uncomfortable, but necessary because people like her have to put bullies like Skip Bayless in their place.
1: Yeah, I don't watch that show hardly uh, ever. Neither, neither do I. It was a viral thing on Twitter. Oh that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I don't know how that one got past me, but um, I'll have to check that one out. I'm trying to find out how the hell to watch this Eagles game without cable, but <laughs> I I, gotcha. I will find a way. I'll pirate some shit. Um, before we go anywhere though, I would yes. like to mention um, for those of you who've maybe been with the cast for a little while now, it's we're coming up on what year two, I think. Yeah, it's like been that. About it's been a while. Years. Um, So way back in the beginning, we had Dave Shepard of um, Sirius XM and CBS Sports on. He was one of our first guests, maybe first three. Um, And he has kind of been quietly blowing up since you and I last saw him. Um, He's up around 10,000 followers now on the Twitter machine. And he just got the chance to host um, The Fan, um, a radio show up in New York, um, which is a big hosting gig for anybody in sports radio, especially in New York. So Shout out to Dave Shepard, former friend of the old cast, current friend of the new cast. Still checks in once in a while to see how we're doing. Um, but yeah, just you know, shout out Dave. You know, congrats on your career moving forward. We should look to get him on soon to celebrate. Yeah, I I, I did DM him the other day, just kind of talking about it, and you know, he was pretty psyched. So he's you know he's a big sports guy. Back when you and I talked to him, he was doing YouTube videos and you know just hoping people were listening. And now he's you know headlining major uh, sports news. Shout out
0: Dave Shepard. We'd love to have you back on the pod. Congratulations on the fan. That's awesome. The ten point six thousand followers is extremely impressive. Uh, we'd love to see our friends succeeding. And then I also uh, eventually I told a friend of mine, he was a former kicker uh, in college. He wants to come on the show. He was on the show and it was the last resort way back in the day. So we'll, we'll, we will work him into the mix as well. Huge football guy and he can kind of give us a unique perspective from, from a kicking uh, perspective.
1: Sweet. Yeah. I mean, hey, kickers for the brand, you know, Pat McAfee made a living off of that. Kickers oh, this, are people too. He is. The,
0: my, my guy is
1: hundred percent for the brand. So
0: we'll, we'll, we'll get both of these guys on the show, but uh feel free to reach out to us, shoot us DMS on Twitter, Instagram, follow us on two hours, no traffic. I'm Sven Harris. He's Philly Brandon. Thank you for tuning in to another
1: week of two hours. No traffic. If you know how to stream NFL games, shoot us a DM. I need recommendations.